With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. months later dan we are back <laughs> which that's podcast time i mean you know this we do podcasts in some of our other leagues but this league quarantining in 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 that's, that's a word yeah. um you know we've been neglecting it so i think it was time for us to jump back in and do a podcast i, I think it's the best way to live life i mean this is this was what peak covid when this really came out yeah, and some of you guys were itching and hungry and you know we've we've had two seasons Mm-hmm. with it going on to season three yep so it, this league is is blossoming yeah and for everyone or for some people who maybe don't know who's talking right now um i am lone star uh 737 i'm the commissioner of the league and then we have mr garuk the slayer if you can't pick dan. it up i'm kind of a magic the gathering buff but yeah um yeah dan yeah so we're just gonna do this podcast probably in two parts and go through kind of each team just Talking about, you know, maybe the season, some of the guys on the rosters, maybe how the offseason's looking for them, whether that's with draft picks or Debbie players or whatever, and just kind of run through it that way. So just kind of a high overview of everyone um, in the roster and, you know, maybe some ideas that will shed on uh, how teams are setting. Yeah, and we'll make sure you guys know which teams are going to be in this first half of the podcast, just in case you don't really give a shit about the rest of the league and you want our unfiltered opinion about, you know, your team. And you can make fun of us afterwards for how stupid and shitty and wrong we are. Well, remember the first podcast we did, I believe we had Mm -hmm. Mr. Um, Stefan Metz, not not to be confused with Stefan 1745. Or Steven. Or Steven, yeah, yeah. But um, Stefan, we had finished last or as the worst team and he ended up winning the whole thing. Yep. And then we had another Stefan win this year. So it's, um, or Steve, Steven. Steven, yeah. With, with, with the other guy, Stefan, we know him personally yep. with that. So, so Steven, Stefan, you know, 17, some change. If we fuck your name up, send us a letter. So maybe Steve now is going to be the, the third one. <laughs> oh, there we could. It's, you know, it's a, we're trending. Let's keep it that way. But yeah, the first podcast, we're going to do the teams that missed the playoffs. Yep. And we're going to start kind of in just reverse order from the worst team and work our way up to the uh, team that just barely missed yep. the playoffs. Um, so the first team that we're going to talk about is going to be Mr. Case Lackey. And Case Lackey joined us this year as a replacement owner. Thank you very um, much. Yeah, came into kind of a unique situation in the sense that this roster, I, I'm just kind of blown away that it actually finished as the worst overall team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a lot of injuries and bad luck that kind of, you know, set in on them. I know they've done a few trades, you know, so far since joining, but... You know, on paper, this wasn't 
a god-awful team like some other ones that you might see get the first overall pick. Correct. I, I mean, I think you started the quarterback position. You got Kyler Murray. Like, that's kind of a nice piece to to, to come in with. Um, but maybe that's – and then when we go to the second quarterback, maybe that's where the issues start to arise. Because there isn't one? Exactly, <laughs> Just Mr. Jacoby Brissett or Dwayne Haskins? Jordan Love? He acquired Jordan Love this year. I mean – do you think he's good? Is Rogers gone? Is he going to finally get his chance? You got to figure. You got to figure he's on the outs. I, rumors say that they're coming back, but they have such cap space issues and everything. They got to move a lot of pieces, and it'll start with his restructuring of the contract to kind of be a little bit more team friendly with it. But I mean, if it's not Jordan Love, they draft him in the first round for a reason. You got to think that he's at least going to get a shot with it or they're going to bring somebody else in via trade when you get rid of Rodgers to compete with him. Um but yeah, the quarterback situation here is probably one of the more bleaker ones, but you got to feel excited that you still have at least Kyler Murray. Yeah, you could be a lot worse. I mean, Kyler Murray is still a top 5 quarterback and that's great to have, but after that there's some question marks. Correct. I mean, when we look back at now we go to running backs and, you know, Edwards Hilaire is the first guy that jumps out here with you know, some injury pieces and, you know, you're excited because he's part of the Chiefs offense, but it really doesn't do much. He's kind of been a bust. Yeah, let's it, be honest. It, it has been. It's not nearly as some busty as some other people. But the guy that didn't bust that's going to be interesting this offseason is Sodium Shell. Yeah. You know, did, did you think he did enough to play himself into a starting job somewhere or or <laughs> stay with the Rams? Potentially. I mean, I think the Rams, you know, obviously Cam came back freakishly fast. Um, mm-hmm. They, I think Daryl Henderson will still be under contract. So I think he's probably moving on, but I think he showed enough to, you know, prove that he should still be in a backfield come next year. And yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we didn't talk about the two big fish for this team. Yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, you know, being injured. And then you've got DeAndre Swift, which are, again, you know, really, really nice pieces to have there. On paper, those might be two top five running backs next yep. year. Yeah, and and who knows what to expect with Detroit this offseason with it and what pieces they might be be bringing in. Is is Jared Goff going to be there? Um, But, yeah, these are two pieces that you know are going to probably get the lion's share of – you see what I did there? The lion's share. (laughs) Um, Just of the – just the the backload – the backfield workload. Exactly. I mean, now it is interesting. I mean, obviously, Case Lackey's team didn't do good. You know, it's clearly looking for more towards the future – you know, does Christian McCaffrey fit on this team? Do you think this could be a guy that we see shopped around, potentially move before, you know, next season comes around? I think I think McCaffrey makes sense to get off this roster. I think you can acquire the missing quarterback that you need. I think you can get some additional capital that you can use to build out on mm-hmm. with it. I mean, upgrading a couple positions wouldn't hurt with it. The, the wide receiver piece, I mean – Calvin Ridley, you know, mental health piece. That's a that's a scary one that that he could be done. You don't know. Yeah, it's he's kind of the biggest X factor I think right now for this roster mm-hmm. because you know what you're switching to wide receivers. I mean Ridley when he's on the field, he's fantastic. Guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean DK, fantastic great. young player with it. Again, questionable quarterback situation here. Yeah, yeah. I mean it'll be interesting. I mean, is Russell Wilson finally going to move or is he going to mm-hmm. be back again uh, in the Seattle offense? Yes. Kendrick Bourne had a decent year yeah. for being a no-name guy with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I think DK and Calvin are kind of the one-two. And then we got, you know, Van Jefferson is probably his number three. Yep, I like Van. Had an intriguing year, but 
I don't think there's anything super exciting after that. I mean, Sterling Shepard. Definitely and, not Nikhil fucking Harry. No, one of the, the, the biggest, biggest busts. The biggest bust in history. Well, I don't know about history. But damn it's close. Up there, yeah. Tight end wise, uh, OJ Howard's a free agent. We'll see where he ends up. Trey McKitty, okay. Higby. Higby. Higby's okay. I like Higby. Yeah, Higby. You could do a lot worse than Higby. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's clear to see that this team, you know, was built on, you know, initially the back of Murray, some strong running backs, yep. some strong, you know, one-two punch a wide receiver. Um, did have Hopkins. We traded away to get some of these other pieces, but um, needs some some work to be done, I think. I think every roster has it, but there's there's a lot of good pieces on this roster that I think create a nice foundation to build around, especially with, you know, future picks coming. Exactly. And then when we look to the draft, you know, normally when you get the first, first overall pick because your team sucks, it's a good thing because you usually have to pick. Yep. Unfortunately, because of a move prior to Case Lackey joining, does not have his first round pick or hers first round pick. Um, so... They don't have the 1.1, but they did acquire the 1.7. So at mm-hmm. least they have a first rounder, but um, not quite as exciting as having the first overall pick. No. Let's talk Debbie guys, because I think there's 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 so some both interesting of the guys, here. Yeah, both options that this team has declared. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and we have George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Yep. Um, tore his ACL in spring training or spring games last year. Um, did come back towards the end of the year, had a real big um, catch um, in the national championship mm-hmm. game that kind of was the kickstarter to that Georgia offense and them taking over and, you know, pulling away from um, Alabama. Um, and then Desmond Ritter, um, a very interesting quarterback, um, toolsy, you know, big, um, but is he going to be someone that the NFL likes? And that's going to be kind of the interesting piece as we, as we go here. You're going to be okay. I have faith that you can survive. Um, if I think if he picks up, if he gets a decent landing spot and can learn for a year or two, he's got the, the intangibles from a size perspective yeah. that you like to see, but you did, you played at Cincinnati. Exactly. And that is, you're not playing against the best competition year over year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you came out this year, you beat Notre Dame, you know, you you went through and <sighs> who's their other big win? They beat they beat Notre Dame and they beat somebody else. You said I think in the, their conference game. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. But I mean, he, he had pieced together a really, really decent year for not playing in a power five conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I don't think the NFL is going to be too fond of him. I think He's, you know, tall, physical, has all those attributes, but I don't think the passing ability is there, and I don't think he's the rusher like a Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts that that can mask the issues that he has, you know, throwing the ball. Yeah, I, I think that's the big piece is, is the lack of mobility doesn't help, doesn't help him. I mean, he does have the mobility, but it's not like an insane, like, Kyler Murray, you know, Lamar Jackson mobility. Um, but George Pickens, I think, is a very intriguing option. I like Pickens. You know, a year ago, you know, this time, he was probably talked to be, like, the, the top wide receiver of this class. And unfortunately, the ACL injury derailed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Failed it, you know, kind of got him off the radar, but I think there's a reason to be very excited about him. Um, he could, I think he's probably somewhere in like wide receiver four to like seven or eight in this class, but it's a deeper wide receiver class. I don't know what's happening. I just choking on air. Apparently, I cannot. I just need to chug water. Yeah. Um. I think that's all I've got to say around Slacky's team. I I think the off season for for this for 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 this one's going to be kind of a big deal. Yeah. With it and and seeing what pieces you can either move to start a rebuild or um, acquire and put yourself in contention. I agree. I think the wide receiver, or excuse me, the quarterback is the biggest position to fill. I agree. And at 1.7, you know, there's still some quarterbacks that are going to be available in the rookie draft. You know, Matt Corral, uh, Malik Willis, yep. Kenny Pickett. You know, one of those guys potentially being available there, maybe. Um, if not those guys, I mean, Debbie options, you're going to have like a C.J. Stroud, a Caleb Williams, at quarterback that could be available. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this first overall pick for – Case Slacky does end up being a quarterback. I, I could definitely see it. All right, let's move on to the second team. And for those not familiar, this is Kevin's favorite team. <laughs> we are going to Mr. Trust Doyle with the second overall pick, you know, second worst team in the league. Yep. And when you look at his roster, you wouldn't think that that's kind of the case with it. Uh, Very young team. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Tua. And Danny fucking Dimes with it. So you gotta gotta love, you know, that the Giants come out and say, hey, Danny's our guy. He's the guy, yeah. We're gonna go with it. You've got the gimmick that is $40 million man Taysom Hill with that. God, what a what a fucking clusterfuck that was. God bless uh, you know, Sean Payton. No kidding. Sean Payton got that man paid and then dipped <laughs> with it. So I respect the shit out of that. But outside of that, I mean, Kevin's got three other quarterbacks that are just absolute dog water. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, who knows what's gonna where Russell's gonna be. Two is the guy in Miami now that Flores is gone and isn't trying to pick up Deshaun Watson at every last second. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean quarterback wise, I think Kevin's got a strong piece to it. Yeah, I mean I think really at all these positions, like Wilson obviously, Russell Wilson's a very good player. Um, so he's like kind of that star. But at the running back position, wide receiver, tight end. A lot of like really, really good young players mm -hmm. that I think Kevin's relying on them taking the next step to becoming, you know, fantasy superstars. Yeah, I mean, Travis Etienne, the running back situation is, you know, Liz Frank is kind of a son of a bitch yep. with doing this. The uh, I guess this might be the, that's the really down spot here back. is yeah. there's nothing else in that on the roster. Trey Sermon, I, you know, lost his opportunities. Didn't even get an opportunity. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> with it, um, you know, Marlon Mack's third fiddle with it. This Hill guy is not going to be playing at any point in time. I don't yeah, even, know what, no I even know what fucking dude's first name was. It's just this Hill guy. <laughs> yeah, Kylan Hill. Yeah, wow. see, this goes to show you how well-known you are now. But, exactly. yeah, there's there's no depth at running back, and this has got to be Kevin's primary piece of need to fill. Right. But if you are a rebuilding team, you know, prioritizing running back – as the last option, it's probably the smart approach. Yep. Yeah. Wide receiver wise, Kevin, Kevin and I both feel the same way about this. I know you're a little bit different, but I really like Michael Pittman. He definitely had a really great year. You know, Carson Wentz um, and that offense weren't great, but Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman were definitely some bright spots. Yeah, I've been following that right back up here with Devonta Smith. You know, again, looking at what he pieced together this year, some ups and some downs. 
with it, but you're also playing with a with a inexperienced quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have your ups and downs along the way. But from a one-two punch, and then you move down to Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. those are three really young, good names. And Elijah Moore, don't forget yep. about him. I mean, that's I agree. Those are four options, but I think you need to see one or two of those guys take the next step. I, I agree. I think I think. I think Pittman has the the first potential to do so okay. just because that offensive line is going to continue to give whoever's under center time to throw the ball. Who, um, do, you th- who do you like the maybe second best like long-term at wide receiver between Devontae, Elijah, and Rashad? Give me Bateman. Okay. I mean, would, would you be in the agreement there or would you be picking Elder? I think I would go with Elijah Moore, Devontae Bateman would probably be my last pick. Okay. But, All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be good. I think those other guys just have a little bit of a higher ceiling. I guess I look at Bateman. Bateman's going to be the, the second guy on that that roster. Hollywood Brown's going to continue to be your deep threat, but Rashad Bateman in the slot and on the opposite side is going to be very nice. And, yeah, Lamar Jackson, you know, running the ball and, you know, some of the throws, but I still like the opportunity there. Definitely. Depth-wise, I mean, Cedric Wilson – you're there with Quintez Cephas was not as, you know, Kevin exciting out of, coming out of Wisconsin as Kevin really wanted. Uh, and then Tutu Atwell. Yeah, I mean, I think the only intriguing, like, dart throw guy is maybe a Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially could get his option or chance, you know. Brady's not going to be in Tampa there. But Chris Godwin's going to be gone. Antonio Brown's going to be gone. Mike Evans is still there. So maybe an opportunity that he can do something. But... It's those first four and then a bunch of lottery tickets. Yeah, tight end-wise, Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry. Uh, what else we got? Harrison Bryant. Um, pretty pretty solid and good yeah, tight end core, I think. Yeah, the first two are fantastic. Ebron is there. Irv Smith is going to be coming back off of injury in Minnesota. A lot, I like a lot of these pieces that are here, but these first two in Henry and Goddard are pretty awesome. Agreed. Yeah, Dallas Goddard had a really solid year, and – um, I know Jalen Hurts, you might not love him as a quarterback, but he really um, seemed to have a kind of something gelling with uh, Dallas Goddard. The young quarterbacks, you know, rookie quarterbacks, best friend is a tight end. Mm-hmm. With it, in the, as they continue to get comfortable and you build that relationship, you you do really well with it. And, I mean, we've seen what a Brady DeGronk can do. Oh, and, yeah. if you, and if Dallas is going to be there long term. He signed that big contract extension uh, a month or two ago. Yep. So he's clearly – Someone that Philly's very high on. Yeah, so it just just jiving now. That's truly what you really want. And obviously, you know, Kevin is building for the future. Yep. And when we look at draft picks, he's got two first rounders. He's got one dot two and one dot eleven. Um, and he's got two dot and the rest of the picks. Yep. Um, nothing else to really write home about. Um, he's got two first rounders next year. He's got two first rounds next year. Um, so I mean, when you look at draft picks, I mean, Kevin, I think. With 1.2, he's going to have options. You know, who is maybe the best player available mm-hmm. um, in, like, you know, does he go Debbie? Does he go, like, an actual player? Yep. Um, we talked about quarterbacks, but there's also, you know, some interesting wide receivers. You yep. know, you got Drake London might be probably the biggest one, mm-hmm. um, figuratively and literally. Yeah. Um, and running backs, I mean, maybe Kenneth Walker. Um, so Kevin's definitely got options with that second pick. Um, and when we look at Debbie, Debbie, yeah, he's only got one. Mm-hmm. He he drafted a Mr. Slovis yep. last year, and um, that was a bust because yeah. he returned back to school and he's uh enrolled at Pitt now, yep. taking over for Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, quarterbacks are risky. Um, they're as as you well know, Dan. Quarterbacks just don't always work out on yeah. the Debbie field. Um, 
But the other option he has is Tank Bigsby running back for Auburn. Um, had an explosive, fantastic freshman year and really came on the radar. It's, you know, it was some people thought it was him, B. John Robinson, um, and it was a real debate. But this year kind of took a step back, maybe a little bit disappointing. I still think he's one of the top running backs in next year's class, but you don't feel maybe as excited as you did a year ago about him. So it'll be interesting to see what Kevin does. I mean, he's obviously got to fill one spot, but, you know, he at least put Tank Bigsby on the block, so he's got to be you know, not quite satisfied with them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tank could have a real nice rebound year and really bring the excitement back with it. And he plays on a, plays in a school that, that can do that on. Auburn's a great program. And now that they don't have a, <laughs> yeah. the quarterback uh, yep. option, so um, maybe that whole offense will take a step forward. But, go next. Let's see. All right. Going on to the third team, and we're going to the third Steve, maybe the person that's going to win it now. Uh, Mr. Sappelhans, for people that aren't familiar. Um, and when you look at Steve's team, I mean, again, rebuilding, you know, how are you feeling about this team, you know, when you look at it? Um, you don't feel good. <laughs> and that's, that's putting it gently. I yeah, I mean, I, I'm being trying to be nice. If, yeah. I, if we were recording this at, you know, nine o'clock at night and a couple of Tito's down, uh, this would be a different story. But when the best quarterback on your roster is Jared Goff, and when I say best quarterback, I mean it's one of the only guys that's playing with it. Trubisky didn't pan out. I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to get his shot in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Fromm's not the guy. Terod Taylor is the perennial backup yeah. waiting for someone to get injured. Or something. And then Cam fucking Newton. Yep. Quarterbacks aren't great. No. There's, there's no way to slice nope. it. Nope. Nope. Running back-wise. I mean, okay, with the running back, at least you feel a little bit optimistic that you have J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. He's coming off an ACL tear, um, which is not ideal for a running back, but if it's becoming kind of just a, you know, a very standard injury to recover from. Mm -hmm. um, after that, though, I mean, Chris Carson coming off a pretty serious, serious neck, neck injury. injury. Yeah. I mean, what is he going to look like? Is he going to be back with Seattle? Miles um, Gaskin, I mean. Is Raheem Mostert done? I mean, I think he'll get an opportunity because he, you know, his skill set just being so fast is, you know, something all teams I think are, you know, you know, just wanting to make happen. But yeah. he can't ignore the injuries and all that. Yeah, um, this is. I mean, getting Dobbins back is is huge. Right, Dobbins is you know going to be entering his third year. You know, we saw in that Baltimore offense this year. I mean, Devontae Freeman was like, I don't know. I think. Like, RB 15, yeah. 16, 17 when he was healthy and actually involved. So clearly, like, a running back in this Baltimore's offense can succeed, and Dobbins is very talented. I agree. Uh, wide receiver-wise, I mean, both being Bears fans, Darnell fucking Mooney. Darnell Mooney, yeah. It was a great year to see him, you know, with fields and kind of prosper a little bit. It'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see what that team looks like, you know, next year, maybe at the pass-catching um, side of things. But... Mm -hmm. You still, you still got Jarvis Landry, mm -hmm. and, you know, I say what you want about Landry age and everything like that. He's still a guy that is reliable. You know, you just hate that Baker Mayfield throws him the ball. Uh, Robert Woods, you know. Coming off another ACL. Yep. Um, getting up there a little bit in age. Um, DJ Chark. Young. Um, I 
does he have an ACL? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or he had. Yeah, I think it was. He had an injury. I don't know which. Ah, uh, ankle. Ankle, broken ankle. Um, but yeah, he. I think there was a lot of excitement, you know, after Trevor Lawrence came mm-hmm. in. Unfortunately, just didn't see it. But that whole offense and team really just clearly was not functioning well under Urban Meyer. So maybe there's hope for TJ Chark and you know a change of scenery type role mm-hmm. because. That second year that he had was very impressive, and I think it gives a lot of people hope on what you could see from him. Yeah, but I've kind of tiptoed around the biggest name in the wide receiver core here because I want to really get your opinion on Michael Thomas. Well, I mean, that's that's an interesting one because we saw just the drama unfold last offseason with how this, him and the Saints were proceeding. You know, they were back and forth. He didn't maybe rehab as much as he should. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know do as much as he could to be ready for the season? Did he take kind of the Shaq approach? I got, <laughs> I got injured on company time. I'm going to heal on company time. I don't know. Um, but Michael Thomas, I mean, you can say whatever you want about him, but he is Antonio Brown-esque, like Devontae Adams, like guys that are just at the wide receiver position that are supremely talented and, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And there's not many that can match what Michael Thomas has shown us in his first few years. Yep. So the upside and just the, you know, the potential and what he could give you, there's not many wide receivers that can match that. Now he's coming off an injury. Sean Payton's gone. Who's going to be his quarterback? Is he going to even be back with the yeah. Saints? There's a lot of question marks, but I think Michael Thomas is someone that is interesting. And if you're a contending team, which I don't know if Steve's team will be. I think you're interested in him potentially and seeing how that situation plays out. I think there's a lot of a lot of wide receivers on this team that can be moved this offseason and really give Steve a lot of depth because he's got a lot of decent, decently young, talented nades. I mean, Devin Duvernay is on here with it. I think Will Fuller is at a free agent, so we don't know where he's going to end up. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, there's – Loves to rave about him. Um, I'm with you. I think this wide receiver um, class or this wide receiver core, I wouldn't say you feel great about any of these guys as, uh, you know, to be on your team long-term rebuilding. But I think they could have value and could be shipped off or something if Steve wants to go there. Tight end-wise, uh, Cole Komet with a big get out of Notre Dame. Feeling that, I like that. I mean, Anthony Fersker for, for this season, highs and lows, one. Three games over 10 points, which, again, anytime you're getting 10 out of your tight end that's not named Travis Kelsey or some of the other big names is is pretty important. You got old man Cook. That, I mean, that one, if he's playing this year, he needs to be off your roster as soon as you can get off him. That is very true. But, I mean, overall, I love the wide receiver core here. I love the potential that it can bring in for the rebuild process. Yep. Um, but I think you can use them to acquire some – some young talent or some picks. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about three teams right now. I think Steve's team looks the roughest right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, I think there's a lot of outs and maneuvering that could still be done this offseason. I agree. I mean, you know, draft pick wise, one pick, one dot three. <coughs> He's got Frybeck's pick at one nine. Two seconds, and that's it for this year's draft. Yep. But he's got two first next year, just like Kevin does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be in position to make some picks. It'll be, you know, kind of interesting. He needs quarterbacks. Yes. You know, we'll see how um, – we'll talk about him in a little bit, but another team, Nick, is going to have the first overall pick. Yeah. Kevin will have the second pick. You know, Steve will have the third. 
you could argue that all three could be in the need for quarterbacks. And depending on you know that, you know maybe Steve will have the option to grab a quarterback. Depending on what Nick and Kevin will do, maybe they won't. Um, so I don't know. It'll be just very interesting to see how it plays out and how this um, class is viewed. You know, the Senior Bowl is happening right now, and the combines are on the corner. There's going to be probably a lot of hype that's starting up. Mm-hmm. You gotta love the hype. All right, let's talk taxi squad then. Here, I'll let you go ahead and yeah. Run so. That. He's got two options. Um, one of them, let's just start right away, Jaden Daniels. He had some upside going into the year, but just did not pan out at ASU. He's coming back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is someone that Steve drops during the draft for a different Debbie option. He's dying over here, Chief. I'm coughing up a lung. Uh, but the second option is David Bell, and I think that's someone to be excited about. Wide receiver out of Purdue. Um, it'll be back-to-back years with him and Rondale Moore. Um, just very exciting um, dynasty options at the wide receiver position. Um, I think the only question mark with Bell is he's not really getting a lot of the buzz that some of the top guys are getting, like uh, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Drake London, Chris Olave, you know, Jamison Williams, the list goes on. Um, but the dynasty community is really high on him. You know, you hope the NFL is high on him too because he's been extremely productive the first few years of his career um one of the most productive people in the country so that's really the question mark because if he does go in the second round which i think he will um he's going to be a very you know probably first round pick you know in most leagues mm-hmm. and i think uh, could be a potential steal because he might find himself in a really good situation uh with a team that you know maybe needs a pass catcher like a you know chicago bears team or mm-hmm. something like that yeah i think i think this year is going to be is going to be big for him all right where, yeah. to, where to next we're, well this is the team that actually has the first overall pick we're going to go to nick ruth uh and ruth 33 and actually, you know, him and I just made a trade, so his quarterback situation is a little bit different. Yep. Um, doesn't have Lamar Jackson, but he does have Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and that's really. And unless you're unless you're really excited about Kyle Trask, with it is is he going to get the opportunity in Tampa Bay? Does Tampa Bay bring a veteran in and let Trask develop a year or two more? I think that route. I, I think, I think that that's the smart way to do it. I think that team just has too much talent. To, um, not try to win still yeah i mean sam darnold turned out to you know for as much as nick is the the thumper of everything pac 12 and sam darnold was being his boy didn't he's really not panned out no. with it and i i mean i'd be curious if carolina moves on from this um taylor hinnicky for the washington commanders yeah we can now say it the washington fucking commanders or as i will be forever referring to uh, to them as the commies because <laughs> nothing's fitting the for a team in dc like being commies um you know just did, did taylor hinnicky do enough probably not um i mean i think you know if you're a team that wants to win a playoff game you know contend you're not going to do it with tyler hinnicky like i think there's going to be some options you know can they go big? Can they go big game hunting and get an Aaron Rodgers, a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson? Maybe. Maybe. You know, or do they go middle like option, you know, with a Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. Or do they go for a rookie? Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of options though for QB needy teams. And Washington, I think, definitely fits that description. I wouldn't want a Kinnicky if I was, you know, Washington uh commie fan <laughs> yep the, you know long live the commies yeah but i'm with you I, I don't think he did enough i think he's 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 a good backup i think he's for sure rostered just in case somebody goes down yeah but that's it 
Running back situation, Aaron Jones inked a big contract. You've got Nick Chubb with it, which you feel really good with, and you've got his handcuff. So, so Kareem Hunt's on there, yep. Um, you've also got Chase Edmonds, who had a really good year in Arizona. Free agent to be. It'll be interesting to see where he lands up. Um, but after that, I mean, I don't think you're feeling great about any running back on this roster. Nope. Um, Ingram is, like, days from retiring. Giovanni Bernard is kind of in the same boat. And Tariq Cohen, you know, as a Bears fan, oh. do we even know if he's going to play again? Yeah. I don't know. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm with him. I think the only thing with Nick's team is, you know, him and I just did the trade this morning, you know, for Lamar, Justin Fields, and some other stuff. Maybe looking to rebuild, you know, do we see Chubb and Jones potentially shipped out to teams wanting to contend? And if that's the case, you know, what can he potentially get? Yeah. Um, so I think those are probably the two biggest pieces to watch uh, on his team so far. Wide receiver-wise, scary Terry with it. And again, if we can get an upgrade in the quarterback situation, how scary does Terry become? Uh, gosh, that was, just, that was a great sentence. Was, I'm very yeah. proud of myself. You knocked out of the park. Um, AJ Green, no, not really feeling good about that. Keenan Allen, let's go. I'm getting up there in age, though. I think yep. he's 29. I mean, obviously, you know, Keenan Allen is like kind of a, I think, a wine. He's aging like perf- to perfection. Mm-hmm. But I think that's another guy that if Nick is rebuilding, could you see Keenan Allen shipped out for something? Because I think, you know, he still has a ton of great value. You know, he's clearly someone that, you know, Herbert. Trust, yeah. and, you know, really likes to get the ball too. Yeah, big, big name guy with it. Uh, Jalen Rieger is on the roster. So is Michael Hardman, where we hit these level two receivers that that Nick has. I think level four might be well, better. His level two, but yeah, it's not. It's not great. They're pieces that are on an offense that no. exist that get some talent or some some time. True. I mean, I think when you look at like kind of this end of the bucket, you know, bottom of the barrel option, you know, Julio Jones. It was a disappointing year with a lot of injuries and this Tennessee offense. I think there was a lot more optimism with what it could do. And, you know, unfortunately just wasn't there, but I think I, I, I love Julio Jones and I think that in the right, you know, I think he still has the talent and I wouldn't be surprised if he still had, you know, a fantasy relevant season in him um, in Tennessee or maybe elsewhere. I don't know. Um, Jamison Crowder, free agent, you know, could he potentially wind up, you know, in a useful situation, mm-hmm. maybe? Uh, but after that... I mean, the only name we haven't talked about is Curtis Samuel. Very intriguing wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you, you hope that the Washington Commanders can land a good quarterback because if there's someone that could maybe be, like, the next Debo Samuel, you know, Curtis Samuel definitely fits that mold. It's yep. just like, line him up out of the backfield, out wide, doesn't matter, just get him the ball and he can do something like that. Yeah, so tight end wise, this is the other big piece that that came back with it. TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. uh, arguably top five. Yeah, you know, That's tight end. Yep. Um, you know, Blake Jarwin playing second field to Dalton Schultz, mm-hmm. and then this Parham guy. Yeah, I mean, so Hawkinson's obviously the biggest thing to write him about. It's tight end premium league. You know, having a top five tight end in that league, it's just nice because so, you don't have to worry about. You know, you don't need to be rostering a Donald Parham. You can like take a chance on an upside running back or wide receiver. Um, it's a it's pretty big luxury. So Hawkinson, you know, had a great year with Joff. You could have a great year with a rookie or whatever they decide to do. I think you you feel really good about having him. Yeah, uh, pick wise, I mean, for as some for as much as some of the talents missing on Nick's roster, Nick doesn't have a lot of draft capital. He picks one one, which in this draft is going to be very. I think subjective, depending on who you talk to. If 
yeah, I think, you know, there's obviously, I think the top quarterbacks are all available. None of them are taken via Debbie. Yep. You know, will it be Malik Willis? Will it be Kenny Pickett? Will it be Matt Corral? Um, Sam Howell is really the only one that's off the board. Yep. Um, so that's something to watch. And then, you know, we talked based on, you know, Drake London, um, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. I think those are kind of the five guys that would be on my short list if I was picking. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, like, you know, the NFL draft. You know, we can say whatever we want. NFL is a funny way of identifying talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, one that one moved for talent. Is that something that if you're in Nick's shoes, you probably are trying to look to do? I think he would probably love to do that just because of those guys, you know, I don't Nick Nick just has holes, so I think if you can get more talent back, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Debbie wise, well, he's getting Garrett Wilson. Yep. You know, not really a Debbie anymore. He entered the draft, and you know, when you look at mock drafts, I and mean, Garrett Wilson is normally the like first or second wide receiver taken. You know, he's probably going to go in the top half of the draft. Um, there's a lot of good lighting spots. Yeah. I think the Jets is maybe the most kind of mocked to the first wide receiver. And if he goes there, you know, in pairs with, you know, Zach Wilson, that could be a really, really good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Garrett Wilson fan. I think he could be a, you know, a real stud in the NFL. In I, I agree. It's, it's it's nice, Nick, taking a taking a shot here at, you know, a big name pending landing spot yeah. with it. And I think he gets a, it's a good return for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still has, he has two... Debbies, like actually coming out in 2023. Uh, the first one he acquired this morning is Kayshawn Boot, um, wide receiver from LSU, um, kind of continuing the track record that we've seen of elite wide receivers from LSU. Yep. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, Kayshawn could be the next guy. Um, depending on where you look, he's either the first or second wide receiver in Debbie right now. Um, him or um, Jackson Smith, Najigba, um, Ohio <laughs> State, like those are the two guys. Yep. Um, but you know, Kayshawn is awesome. You know, it'll be interesting to see him in the Brian Kelly offense. You know, next year in the fall. But I think he is someone that you know everyone talks about the 2023 class. Wide receivers are good, but not great like we've seen the last few years. And I think between Kayshawn and JSN, those guys are just head and shoulders above everyone else. So I think you're feeling great if you have him right now, Nick. I agree. Um, the other one, though, we talk about quarterbacks and Debbies and just how they're a risk. I mean, DJU, I'm not even going to pronounce his last <laughs> name because he's not, he's not even good enough for me to try to learn yep. his last name. Um, but it just was not a great year for him in Clemson. Um, but he has all the talent in the world. You know, a five-star recruit for a reason. You know, it wouldn't be the first time we see a quarterback. You know, you look at Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burrow flamed out the first few years mm-hmm. um, in his collegiate career, moved around, and finally got it together, you know, the last year and a half. If you're Nick, you maybe hope that. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, does Nick throw him back? You know, does Nick try to go a different option? I don't know. He's talented enough that it's probably a difficult question mm-hmm. to ask yourself. I agree. I agree. That's a, That is a... Not not jealous to be in that spot. No, not at all. Um, anything else with Nick's team? No, I think that I think that kind of rounds it out here. We just got now two teams left in the first half of this pod. Two teams to go and two teams that we're both very familiar with. Yeah. The first one we're going to talk about is our year one champion and Mr. Stefan Metz. Um, Stefan, again, to our surprise, you know, really just dominated. Year mm-hmm. one. Um, it's carried on the back of, I think, two stud running backs, you know, having 
um, Deshaun Watson at the time, yeah. um, and just getting hot. Um, this year, though, kind of fell back to earth. You know, didn't have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, was just start right away quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, had the Denver backfield. <laughs> yeah. I, got it. I do not feel great about that. No, I this high, much as I was thumping the Drew Locke train, that was kind of uh, that was a bust. That was really bad on my decision. But, that was a mess. But yeah, you gotta feel optimistic about Mac Jones. I'll let you talk about him. Yeah, so I mean, I I'm a Mac Jones owner and everything like this. So seeing what I saw year one is pretty fan freaking fantastic with the fact that he didn't really have big name weapons or playmakers to do it. But you know, he really came into his own. I mean, anytime you can you can win a game and have negative point five four fantasy points because you because <laughs> you went two for three, um, you know. It's nice. He was in the best situation by far for a rookie. I he was, a lot. and I I'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with him losing his offensive coordinator if this changes any of the the play calling pieces to it. But it's a Bill Belichick coach team, yep. and if they can get Mac Jones some ta- Mac Jones some additional talent this offseason, I think Mac Jones takes another big step forward. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about wide receivers in this class. I think that is definitely one of the strengths. And it'll be interesting. I mean, does New England maybe do another first-round wide receiver? Because some of those would look, I think, pretty nice with Mac Jones. Yeah. Wide re- or running back-wise, Cam Akers. Wow. Wait, do you got, if you're Nick, you got, or if, I'm sorry, if you're Stefan, you've got to be really excited with what you've seen him do in these couple playoff games after coming off of that, that Achilles injury. Yeah, I mean, it's... So the box score, like, if you just look at that, they haven't been great. You know, the box scores were mediocre to bad. But, you know, he's played Tampa Bay. You know, he's played, you know, uh, the 49ers. Like, those are two tough defenses. You know, the fact that he's just playing and McVay is trusting him, I think, is really all that you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, because volume is Kane at running back. So that's what you want to chase. And he he has that right now. You know, three, four months after tearing his freaking Achilles, that's just – Mind-blowing to me that he's playing right now at all. Yeah. Outside of Cam Akers, though, Ronald Jones loses his job to playoff Lenny. Free agent, though. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Maybe he'll be set free somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. McKissick. You Another know. free agent, yep. but third down, you know, pass catching, you know, typical running back. He will definitely be in demand, and you just hope he maybe lands in a intriguing situation. Yeah. Other than that, it's Kenneth Gainwell and Latavius Murray. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, I think – kind of like in the J.D. McKissick role, like at a third down back situation. But I don't know if you feel great being the third down back in a Philadelphia Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, now we get into the part of Stefan's team that I really like. It's the wide receivers with it. Um, Brandon Cooks, obviously, you know, not having Deshaun Watson. It's kind of a kind of rough spot there. He's got Hollywood Brown. He's yeah. got Tyler Lockett. And then he's got some depth sitting on the bench. You know, LaViscus Chenault. Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar, you know, MVS will be interesting Tim to see. Patrick. Yeah, Tim Patrick, Kadarius Tooney. A mm-hmm. um, lot of good names on this roster. Yeah, I mean, the wide receiver core is, I think, undervalued probably, like in typical rankings. I mean, Hollywood Brown, whatever you think of him, you're probably too low on him. Brandon Cooks, I think, is exactly the same. Whatever you think of him, you're probably too low on him. Uh, and you could probably even make a case for Tyler Lockett. Um, Tony, I think everyone thought he was going to be a bust, you know, for various reasons, but when he was on the field, he was one of the more productive players, but he was injured a lot and his play style and just how he like moves around. It's 
you just wonder, can he actually stay healthy? Um, I'm with you, though. I think this is a very, you know, exciting wide receiver core, you know, outside of Lockett, pretty young, too, yep. you know, which is nice. So, and if he could also, you know, pivot and maybe try to, like, trade some of these guys for, you know, more long-term pieces if he wants to go that route. Yeah, and now we get to two of the really exciting pieces, I think, on this roster. And Dalton Schultz, you know, pending free agent to be, but I don't think he's I don't think Dallas is gonna let him go anywhere. And if he's back with Dallas, I mean what he did this year with Dak Prescott was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you've got arguably one of the best chance when he catches a ball in Mooth. <laughs> you know, and Pat Freemuth. He had a great, you know, rookie year. Um, obviously Kyle Pitts was the talk of the town, you know, this year as a you know, tight end like he best, you know, rookie tight end, you know, mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL after maybe, you know, Hurricane Dicka. Um, but Freermuth is he can't he showed like enough this year to be excited long term about him. I don't know if he could be an elite top five tight end, but I think he could maybe be in like that Dallas Goddard, like that top ten, like just consistent options. Um, the biggest question is just gonna be who's gonna be throwing in the ball this year. Yep. Yep. And that's I mean that'll be the interesting piece to but I, I really like what I saw out of Pat this year. Um, he's got Hooper on the bench, but that's, I mean, is what it is. Now, we, let's talk draft capital for this guy. A lot of, lot of picks this year. Yes. You know, he's got three firsts and three seconds. Yep. At, you got to like that. And he picks at four and five. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives him a lot of flexibility so to speak because yeah. you can t- you can take the two guys that you really want to you can maybe move one of the picks because you know somebody needs to come up and get one and you can turn that into a player or additional resources um but if we talk about a guy that's on the cusp of you know returning to greatness yeah. having these these for these three first round picks and some of the talents that you have to to get a, a running back to you know to cover your ass should handy dandy deshaun watson you know do some time with it but you've got some reload material yeah i mean i think when you look at stefan's team like this is kind of the first one that we've seen that it wouldn't be shocking if he made the playoffs next year i think it starts with watson you're right and if watson is back or has a short hiatus um i think this team could be feisty and with having the fourth and the fifth pick i think you're right there's could be actual talent that could help him you know we've touched base on some of the quarterbacks and maybe wide receivers or running back that could be available um, but he's got an option of, you know, having the capital is always helpful mm-hmm. for future trades as well. Uh, taxi squad wise. Um, it's, you know, he has two guys, uh, both entering this year's class. The first is John Mechie, wide receiver from Alabama, um, suffered an injury, um, took him out towards the end of the season, but I think he's someone that probably will get drafted, you know, in the first few rounds, likely not the first or the second, but maybe a middle round pick. Um, intriguing option, you know, we'll see, he is someone that I think people were definitely high of at times, so it'll be interesting to see how, um, the NFL views him. The other option, we have, uh, Mr. Bax Borgie, um, you know, not great, yeah. uh, but he's a white running back, he got comp to CMC, mm-hmm. um, that was a lie, he is probably maybe going to get drafted, we'll see, but probably not someone that ever does anything yeah he, i mean the i i don't see Borgie going any earlier than fifth sixth round maybe maybe yeah. high fourth if a team truly needs it and there was a run on him but no i think this will be i for him it's all gonna be landing spot and even then i don't think it helps him yeah but you know three first three seconds he's got he can do trades he can get actual nfl talent he can get um 
you know, Debbie Taylor. Yep. So Stefan's got a lot of pieces. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his team goes from here. Yeah. And the last one, the bubble boy. Yeah. Unfortunately, did not make the playoffs this year, but tried his damnedest. That's your team, Dan. Yep. So for those of you that have survived this long, you can realize that I'm going to be talking about my own team here. Feel free to, you know, continue to play along <laughs> with it. But, you know, my roster starts with the retirement of Tom Brady. Hate to see it. So here's the question for you. Mm-hmm. How long does Tom Brady stay in the roster? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to let him go yet. Right. I mean, don't you like have to keep him just like in case he pulls a fire or something? Yep. And that's where I get really nervous about yeah. is, you know, he gets a little bit down the road here. And all of a sudden, he's had too much time with Giselle and the kids. And he goes, you know what? I need, you know, Gronk calls him up and says, hey, man, I need you back here. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily ready to to drop him yet. Okay. Um, but I've got Patrick Mahomes. And just saying I've got Patrick Mahomes feels really, really good in life. That solves a lot of problems. Outside of that, I have nothing else. Gardner Minshew? I, I'm, Minch, I'm all about Minshew mania mm-hmm. with that, the, you know, the, the celebration he had with his dad after he, <laughs> after he won the game was legendary in the, in the leather jacket with the, with the mean stash. But, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I, you hope Minshew finds a, an opportunity. And I think there's teams that are quarterback dependent mm-hmm. in this offseason where he might get a shot to, to challenge for a starting position. Maybe, yeah. That's my hope. Yeah. No, I think um, I agree with that. Um, but, yeah, it's Mahomes, and that's it right now. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Running back situation-wise, I mean, obviously I had the benefit of a Cordero Patterson, which was kind of a big deal. Big time. Uh, Melvin Gordon being a free agent. We'll see where well, he lands. Yep, that's, that's, all about, yeah, that's all about landing spots. Yep. Uh, I've got Josh Jacobs. Very so, solid running yep. uh, I have Devin Singletary. Which I the running game in Buffalo is kind of a dumpster fire, but we'll see. Hit or miss. But I got Michael Carter. He was very intriguing um, before he you know went out for the season you know towards the end of the year. Um, they utilized him in the passing game, which is what you yep. want to see from a running back. Um, definitely sort of surprised me. I think he could be someone that is a a long term you know maybe. Best case RB2, I don't know, but I think you feel great about what you got from him. Yeah, I mean, having Khalil Herbert to back up David Montgomery is, you know, just depth pieces just in case. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamal Williams, same spot. And Detroit, yeah. Yep. Uh, James White, I don't know who knows what's going to happen with his career. Yeah. That's really it, I think, at the running back. It's, it's not flashy. No, I mean, you got a lot of solid pieces. You know, you're, if you do want to contend, I think you. Jacobs or Carter need to take like the next step. Mm-hmm. Patterson needs to somehow repeat this year, or you need to maybe acquire or trade for a big name. Guy. I agree. I agree. I do. I think there needs to be more flash in this area for, <coughs> for me to be relevant. But when we move into my wide receiver core, I get a little bit of flash. Mm-hmm. I get Stefan Diggs. I've got Hunter Renfro, and I feel good about that being one two for me. One two injury. Okay. I, I I guess I mean I've got Beckham, OBJ. I, I, you're looking at a different name that I apparently am missing. What about the Sun God? I'm on Ross. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, Quick, try to trade for him, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan forgot how good of a last he couple really games he had. He came on the last five weeks. And he's probably the biggest player that I'm just fascinated to see how next year does. Is this a flash in the pan? Or is this someone that you should be really excited about? Because... Last month, mm-hmm. six games, he was a stud. Yeah. No way to, like, say otherwise. Correct. 
outside of that, I just have depth yeah, and not do. great depth. Yeah, I mean, your team, I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of pieces, but do you want to double down, try to contend, or do you want to ship off an Odell Beckham? Do you want to consider exploring Stefan Diggs? Do you want to look at moving Jacobs? You have a lot of players that are valuable, mm-hmm. but, like, if you're not going to contend, maybe they shouldn't be on your team. Correct, and I think this is where, as I approach the draft, I kind of need to sit down and make my decision yep. and do it. And the last piece where we talk about my tight end, C.J. Uzoma, uh, I believe he's going to be a free agent this this offseason. Yeah, he's he's getting long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. I've got Jonu Smith, mm-hmm. which, again, in that in that situation, old man Graham's going to go with that. Um, Hayden Hurst, obviously, you know, with getting Kyle Pitts kind of yep. kind of shells that out. So I, I'm I'm very much on the fence. I am truly a bubble team with the way my roster sits currently. Yeah, I mean, you came into the final week of the season with a chance of making the playoffs. You needed things to go your way and didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was there, but, like, no Tom Brady. Yep. So, like, right off the bat, you need another quarterback. Yep. Um, so it's – I have I have pick one six, though. <laughs> you have – I have just my picks. picks. Yep. Just your picks. Very You're, vanilla. Yep. No, Not many people have that situation. So the sixth pick, I mean, I think there's going to be talent that will still be available in the NFL-wise, um, which is great, you know, and – or you could go the trading option. Yep. You know, I don't know who. It, it'll all depend on who's available and how people feel about the pick, but um, you could potentially turn that into a nice bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so long long term wise, I tried to set myself up really well in my taxi squad. You go ahead and you want to go ahead and start with that dumpster fire. Well, I mean, Bryce Young. Let's just start off. I think he's you know quarterback from Alabama, won the Heisman. Yep. You know, he's a very talented guy. Um, I think when you look at the twenty twenty three class. Um, you know, get a little bit ahead of this year, but I think him and CJ Stroud are quarterback one two. Um, and Stroud is going to be available in our league, but you've got Bryce Young, and I think you got to be feeling good just because of what you saw this year. Um, I don't think you have any reason to not feel optimistic about him. Um, on the flip side, Spencer Rattler, yeah, you know, was quarterback from Oklahoma and transferred to South Carolina, South Carolina. Um, Again, like DJU, you know, just completely bombed, like just awful year. You know, he was benched for Caleb Williams, who is a stud in and of himself, but not great. Um, still has all the talent in the world. You know, can he potentially rebound? Maybe. You know, or what do you do? Is this someone that you throw back? You know, is this someone that you just ride it out? Um, he's probably right on that edge of should be rostered in the top 24 Debbie picks, if you will. But I wouldn't blame you if you're like, I got to cut ties. Yeah, and I think that I think it's it's one of those ones. As, as I sit here with in, in the moment, I, I every part of me tells me keep him. Yeah, you, you've, you've ridden it for the last year. You know, you might as well just sit on it. And if he goes into South Carolina and he plays well. You know, it's, it's the Russell Wilson transfer out of NC State to Wisconsin. Now he's going to the SEC, so there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. And yep. if he does make it happen. The buzz will start. Yep, and that's and if I can, for me, I think I ride it, and that's just where I sit. And I, yeah. I wouldn't hate myself if I, if I ride it and he bombs, because yeah. because I look at the other one and saying, hey, next year I could have my quarterback situation addressed with with right, him. Right. Yep. So, but it, maybe if you're pining your hopes on the quarterbacks, just because you're here, I'll ask. It seems like maybe you're thinking of a 
more rebuild side of approach. There, there's long term approach. So like there, there's a there's an opportunity that I'm toying around with my mind that I can do a small rebuild okay. where I can move a couple. Be ready for next year. Yeah, a couple older names to contending teams to get a little bit younger, okay. um, maybe get draft capital, and then really say 2023, I can do what I need to do. A soft rebuild is always the best rebuild. Yep, yep. One year, one year removed isn't a bad thing. So, all right. Well, anything else you want to say about your team before we call it quits? No, I, I think these bottom six teams have a lot of potential. Um, some teams more than others. Some teams are going to go full rebuild. Um, but I like I like where we're at. My team. I'm excited with what I've piecing together in here. Um, and I'm really excited to see kind of how the draft starts to fall for these first six, seven picks. I'm very excited to see how that plays out as well. I think I'm a little bit more optimistic about this draft than some of the general stuff. So very curious to see if that holds true or not. Yep, I think it's a, I think there's a lot less black and white in this draft and a lot more gray area that is going to be fun to watch fantasy owners play around with. Great. All right. Well, we this is it for part one. Part two will be available shortly yep. for uh, the playoff teams, and we'll recap those guys to see how things look for them. So next time, on the next one. <laughs> All right.